look, if when I clap, it, it, it's, it's, you know, maybe I... I just missed it. I, I missed it. I missed it. I'm sorry. I, I've missed the clap. I've missed the... Hey. Hey. Hey, we're back. Been it's been a minute. Welcome back, everybody. We're The Patrick Podcast still exists. It still exists. It's never not existed. I think about it all. I think about you all all the time. And I'm sure you've moved on to listening to the Joe Rogan podcast because, you know, why wouldn't you in these trying times? You need a wise, bald man. You need a wise, white, bald man to tell you things about life. <laughs> That's not true. You need a wise, black, bald man. That's what you need. There you go. That's what you need. You need me, Patrick. As long as there's no hair. As long as yeah. Hair, hair is problematic. That's the reality. That's the real reality. Is that hair is the is the bugaboo? But no, welcome back to the Patrick Podcast. Patrick Chappelle here, your host, your friend, your pal, your buddy. Do do any of you like buddy? Does anybody out there love to be called buddy? I doubt it. I doubt any of you love being called buddy. Buddy, unless it's like someone who is ninety years old. They can call you buddy. They can call you whatever they want to call you because they're 90, you know? I don't know. I don't know if they can call you whatever. Well, oh, sure. You don't want them to call you whatever. But it's like if a 90-year-old. Hey there, cutie. <laughs> but look, if a 90-year-old does that, they're, they've what? Got a max of 10 years on the earth left? Like, like they're, not, they're not here for much longer. They'll be canceled soon enough. I'm not a fan of this argument, but we can move on. We didn't know where we were going. My gonna... perspective is they've had 90 years to figure they out should how know, to be appropriate. They should know better. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You should know better by by time you get to. They should be the best. They should be the best at every. That you are. That is true. I now I now retreat from my former stance. <laughs> And I rest my case. <laughs> well, welcome back. We're so glad you're back. Thanks for tuning in once again. So today we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine. I cannot wait. We actually recorded this podcast like, oh, ooh, it's been a minute where, where we recorded it. But that's that's cool because it's still a wonderful conversation. You're going to love it. My friend, soon to be your friend, Matt Elrod. Matt is an actor he's a model he is a photographer he's he is just has a lot of talents he's a very very talented person and just a good friend uh and and uh, a good person to know in this in this life and i'm excited for you all to get to uh hear our conversation so matt and i will be chatting in just a few moments but i hope that you're doing well everybody i hope that Life is treating you kindly. I know that there's lots that we could get into. And as we kind of get back in our rhythm, we will uh, begin to unpack some of those things with some guests, potentially. And even in this kind of introduction section of the podcast. But know, um, 
that I, I, I feel like the, the, the most general thing I can say about everything, and that's a lot of things, is that um, we should find ourselves rem- spending less time on, even though like this is a, a media platform, right? Like you're listening to a podcast. So it's kind of an odd thing for a podcaster to encourage you to not be engaged in things on social media and online. But I will say that we got to get back to, and not that we have ever left this, but we got to get back to in-person conversations. And whether it's with people who, who think similar to where, the way you think, but have a nuanced way of thinking about it, whether it's people who you, you might disagree with as, as to help you understand why someone would have such a position, which is hard to do. To, to be in conversation with people who, um, and there's a difference in like being in a willing conversation with someone that you disagree with and like being like in some ways trapped into a conversation with someone who you may not, dis- you may disagree with. Those are different spaces, right? So you, I, I do think we should find ways to put ourselves in spaces where we can have really good conversations. Not that we jump to one side or the other side, but just so we understand, so we begin to understand why someone would think somewhere and hopefully be understood, even though our goal is still just simply to understand so that we can better communicate how whatever is happening is, um, is making us feel and the people that we love feel and how it actually affects them in all the different ways um, that are known and even unknown to us. And I think that's the thing that we're learning about a lot of the situations happening in our world is that there we are limited in our understanding because we are we are not in each other's bodies, in each other's minds, in each other's communities and spaces uh, as intimately as we may think we are. And I think it's good for us to find proximity with people who are different, with who uh, will push us in healthy ways, challenge us in healthy ways. And not just be combative, just to be combative, but to have productive, rich conversations. And that's what we hopefully try to provide here on this platform and space is good conversations and dialogues about people's lives and stories and perspectives so that it will help you have better storytelling conversations and interactions with the people that you may find yourself with. I think I've properly, vaguely talked about Everything that needs to be talked about. <laughs> it's like it's like I think he's talking about this. Or maybe this. I don't know. But um yes. So so uh I, I am excited. We we hope we being the Patrick Podcast team, we hope to find a new rhythm and get back to getting you episodes a little bit more frequently. But here's the thing, people, like some of you out there. We got uh, the all the whole team is doing lots of amazing, cool, new things and everything from relationships to work to traveling to everything in between. So we will find a new rhythm. And when we find that new rhythm, you will be the first to know. And I just simply appreciate you. So thanks again for listening. Uh, But yeah, so uh, without that, without further ado, let's check in with Ben. Ben! Yo, <laughs> what's up? Hey, I got I got three albums for you. Oh yeah, that's right. You 
if you forgot, Ben gives us three albums uh, each episode, right? Uh, hopefully trying to start that, yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we may have started that last episode, which was a while ago. Um, but, yeah, uh, Strawberry Moon okay. by Rari. Ooh. Uh, Local artist. Artists. Atlanta artist. Atlanta artist. Okay. Yeah. I do have a local artist for you. Uh, Break the Curse, an album by Arlie. Okay. That is a local Nashville artist. Nice. I'm very excited about that album. And last album is Blood Moon by Rye X. R Y space X. Okay. Okay. So what would be, if you were to uh, give us, if you were to, you know, and the genre game is so weird these days, but if you were to try to genre, genre side, I don't know the word we want to use there. If you were trying to put, place those in each, each of those in a genre or genres, what would you say for each? Yeah, I would say, um, Strawberry Moon, the Rari album. Um, that's spelled R-A-U-R-Y, by the way. Yeah. Um, I would think that R&B and hip-hop would be the best description for yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a very general description. Yeah. But um, Break the Curse by Arlie, that is a very much pop, synth-pop rock record. Um, it's very cool, very energetic, guitar, synth-heavy. Right. Um, yeah, that Arlie has been around for a while here in Nashville and has been a band, and so they they know how to make music that translates really well to a show. Yeah. Um, and then I would say Blood Moon by Rye X is an uh, a dark ambient singer songwriter pop. Um. Very spacious, open, beautiful Ooh. vocals, beautiful lyrics. Love it. But there is an element of this like EDM house that just barely peeks in every now and then. Um, it's just a beautiful album. It really is. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And EDM is having another moment right now. The EDM is like <laughs> yeah. it's like going. It's going apparently. Through. Yeah. Everybody's. Yeah. Everybody's kind of into and, and house music, you know. That's what the big conversation this summer has been wrapped up in, like the Drake and Beyonce house tracks that are kind of out there. Which you know, pop pop house, yeah, pop house is what I would call them. <laughs> yeah, I think that people are finally just catching on that. Oh, sure. There, there's, there's all kinds of realms of EDM music that sounds great with vocals on top. Um, but for a while, all we were putting vocals on was like chain smokers style EDM. Ugh. But there's plenty of other EDM genres that sound great with vocals, and those are starting to peek through yeah. to our yeah. I like that mainstream world. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, thanks, Ben. I like that. So check out those albums. Maybe we can uh, somehow like uh, maybe we'll start linking those to the social media and like put the albums in the posting. Or something. I don't know. We we got to figure out a way to to get to make that easy easily accessible to you, the listener, as you are exploring new music. Because here's what I know: is that many of you 
who might know me personally or who or who have friends, you know, in your life, you're always saying, I need new music. I want new music. I want to listen to something new. I, I listen to the same things. And that's what Ben and myself we're we're trying to do. It's like, here's some albums that you probably or you may not or you may have just kind of a, a cursorily heard about. Like, you should check these out because I think you would really enjoy them. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe we go we just go public with our collaborative playlist and we do like a Oh yes. I think playlist that's it. is a public link. Yes. Maybe that's what we do. I think that's it. That's the ticket. For those of you who don't know, Patrick and I have a history of <laughs> making a playlist together. Yeah. They they were And some... if you want it, you'll get it, but <laughs> you need to make sure you want it. Make sure you want it. Make sure you want it. That's right. Okay. All right, folks. Well, hey, thanks for being back to the podcast. We're going to, I keep teasing merch. I'm going to, this is my commitment to you all. By fall time, by this fall, I'm going to release some type of merch. Probably like a dad hat. Because I love dad hats. And probably like a, you know, a t-shirt, a slap bracelet. I don't know. Socks. A slap. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick slap bracelets. Who wouldn't want a slap bracelet? Friendship bracelets, those are like the all the rage now. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Temporary tongue tattoo. Temporary tongue tattoos. That's it. Stickers, little, so you can be like Olivia, you know, put a bunch of stickers on your face, you know. So, you know, all, all, the, all the cool things, all the hip things. Okay, that's it. We need to get. Here's the episode. Enjoy, Matt Elrod. We will see you all next time. Peace. That's not my name. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, what is up? What I, is up? I am lounging in this very comfortable um, sofa. Oh, that's very nice. So this is your, uh, so you, we were talking earlier. This is your first time being on a podcast this ever. Is, this is my inaugural podcast. Yes. Huh. Experience. Well, welcome. Thank you. It feels good. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Good. I'm I, I'm way more excited than than I was expecting to be feeling. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like uh, I I love podcasting because I a get to do my favorite thing, which is talk to people. Mm -hmm. B everybody is incredibly interesting oh, because yeah. again, you know the thing that um, I was told a while ago, which I truly believe is true. Is that interesting people find um, people and everything interesting? Yep. So, like, there's never a person that wouldn't be interesting to have on this show. Yep. So, people's like, oh, I don't, I'm not interesting. I'm not, there's nothing for me to say. It's like, false. There's, you've got a, a well of stories and experiences that I would love to hear yes. and others would love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I find other people, anyone who does anything that's not like, in entertainment or the arts, my, my mind's just blown. Right. I'm like asking them all these questions, right. trying to understand. Cause it just, I'm like, wow, that's so crazy that you do that every day. And that's, da, da, da. and they're like, dude, no. And I'm like, yeah. 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 
So, okay, that, that's a great thing. So you are in the arts. Is that, is that, a more, is that the most general thing to say that, that what you're, the, the, the thing that you do is in the arts? Like, is that, because I hear people say that sometimes, like, oh, the arts. Like, is that um, how you would describe? Because that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I personally would, mm, before I answer, I'm going to, mentioned kind of the two distinctions uh that i have here so like acting is a skill yes it's a learned skill when i first started with my biology degree i was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed i had no idea what was going on right it was bad i remember the first one of the first things i ever did in acting class was the goodwill hunting from uh uh, the Goodwill Hunting monologue at the very end of the movie, wow, yeah. where he clubs yeah, a baby yeah. seal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd like worked on it for like weeks, and I was like, I'm gonna do the accent, all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I did it, and I was like, This is my moment. The rose petals are about to fall <laughs> from the from the ceiling. And and uh, the acting coach, uh, still a good friend of mine today, um, was like, Um. Okay, uh, let's try it without the accent. Okay, let's just okay. try it without the accent and see oh. how it goes. And uh, and I, yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So so okay. So oh, anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's a skill, right? Um, which you know, I'm very proud of the hard work that I put into it and going to various classes and working with different people and self development and growth. And it's such a. a it's it's all encompassing. So it, so that that's another good. I think that's another good point that you're making that many people may not know, which is every. Oh, oh, oh I guess I'll ask the question: Does every actor take classes? Have you ever met an actor who has never like done the? Has in some way been in an an acting room with a coach like you have done? in the past and I'm sure still in the present from time to time. Um, are you asking if people continue to see acting coaches or if people get into it without taking acting? Right. Coaches? And that's my question is that do okay. people get into it? Like, what is that actual percentage of like people who just like, I don't need an acting coach. I just show up. And, I would say, you know. I would say that would be like, you know, that's the exception, not right. the rule. Um, I've only met personally, I've only met one person who was working right. and uh, learned about acting from reading a bunch of acting books. Wow. Yeah. That was Hart Denton. Wow. Yeah. But most everybody else that you haven't come across at least now. Oh like, yeah. At least early in their career, they, they were, as they were getting started, did like the- They were either child actors right. or, um, you know, went to-, went to or, or theater trained in England, right. or, or or they did um, uh, home and away in Australia, right? <laughs> the, the, right, so, right, right, right. So you can cut your teeth, uh, you know, a couple different ways. But no, I was, I would find I was very lucky to have my uh, my manager and talking with him, and he'd get kind of real time feedback from auditions, and then would basically be like, "All right, so what I'm getting is you need to work on this, so right. go to this class." So I'd go do a comedy class, and then be like, "Oh, well, I need to." this wasn't working. So I'd go do something else, um, as well. And so I just kind of hopped around that way. Oh, 
So, okay. So uh, art, 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 art or not. I believe, I don't think all acting is an art. I think there is a skill component that's huge. And I'd say most of it is just a skill, but when it becomes art, it's like being in the flow state and it's like everything kind of like happens the right way. Everyone's Mm -hmm. on the same page. Everyone's, I mean, I don't want to say like happy to be there, but everyone's invested. And when that happens, special things can happen for sure. Yeah. Um, But you know, some of it is just like, oh, this is this person's job. They just show up every day. They don't care at all. They're sick of it. They want to quit, but they don't. Wow. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's very different. It can be like a learned trade or, you know, in some special cases it can be art. Yeah. And I love the idea of like what you said, just like the, like getting into the flow. Cause like part of me imagines that when you're, I could imagine, and this could be totally not true at all. So I want you to correct me, but it feels like based on what I've seen in movies and different, you know, document, you know, television shows and things like, things like that, where it looks like the characters, the, the actors in that particular scene get so in the moment that I almost imagine when that was being captured, they couldn't, they stopped seeing the cameras. Oh yeah. The, 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 the crew, it was just like, they were in the moment and they were whatever the character. Absolutely. Like I'm sure that has to happen. Oh yeah. That that's honestly one of the things or one of the reasons why I haven't quit. Maybe like, if not the biggest reason, that I haven't quit because when you do find that sweet spot and everything else fades away and you're just there, Oh my goodness. It feels so good. Wow. And, um, I don't know. I've, I like to surf. I personally am not that great at surfing. Um, but I've heard I feel like this every surfer that I know says that it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not that great at surfing, I'm but not, I, I'm yeah, out there. No, I'm from I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Didn't start surfing until I was 30. Um, but was that really something you started at 30? Like yeah, tw- really, 20, like really went after it though? Probably 29, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it was I was uh yeah, I was 29. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was great. Um was that just because you're like, I want to surf? And you were like, I want to do it in, in the start, uh, start 30. I want to get into surfing. So honestly, growing up here in high school, I didn't want to play football. I didn't want to do school. I wanted to move to California and be a surfer. <laughs> that was like all I wanted to do. Um, and then that kind of carried over into college. But then I was like, oh, I should probably do something with my life, you know. And um, so that was a little detour. But then when I got out there, it's really intimidating to like, A, just learn what you're doing, but right. you know, there's like a lineup and there's people and it's competitive. You get, there's inevitably people running into each other and you're going to cut people off. You're going to get yelled at. And it's kind of like, uh. but, um, I had a buddy, um, was like, Hey, the surf is great this week. I'm going to pick you up every morning. We're going to go surf every day. Cause he wanted someone to surf. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he was, he was, he was getting me hooked a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we went out and it was like the best week of my life. Wow. And after that, I was like, all right, sold. And then next week rolls around. I'm like, Hey, so when are you coming to gra- grab me? And he was like, Oh, I'm not picking you up. No, 
I was just doing that to get you in, in the game. Right, right, right. So, so I had to start driving, driving myself. Wow. Um, anyway, back to surfing. I've heard surfers describe like there's not, not a better feeling than being like in the tube. Yeah. You, know? you know, that's right. That's right. Get, getting a little shampoo in your hair. You know, yeah. just I'm trying to think of some surfer lingo right now, but it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not happening. Well, hey, we can say more time about surfing, but I, I, I do. I, I am interested in how you respond to this because it feels like everyone that I know that like gets into surfing really kind of like it does something to them. Yeah. And it becomes this otherly experience you, that is unlike any other experience that they've ever had. Yeah. And especially those people who come from the East Coast, from the East, this East part of the country, especially over to the West Coast, doing the surfing. It just, it does something. So I, I, it's almost like I don't want to, you know, ruin the mystery too much. Oh, there's... but because but, I mean, it, it, I want everyone to like, if that's the path that they're going to head, it's yeah. like, still take the path. But I'm also interested in like, if you, if you've been able to like put it into words, what, I mean, what it is, I could probably talk about this for a long time. So <laughs> I know this is an hour long podcast. I know it's not a surfing podcast. <laughs> like it becomes, they're like, Oh, it's going to be an acting podcast. Yeah, like, this is, no, actually it took a turn. It's now a surfing podcast sponsored by rip curl. <laughs> um, I'm wearing a Kelly Slater, uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now. That kind of inspired the question. There you go. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, it's what came to mind as you asked the question was, um, there becomes once something clicks, yeah. once that that switch gets flipped, there kind of just becomes like a deep longing, like in your soul, right? That is just like, oh, I need to get out there, mm -hmm. and it totally changes your perspective. And one of the things that I love about it so much is it's just so humbling. Like you can. It, it doesn't matter how good you are. If right. you're not paying attention, a three foot wave in the ocean will just pound you. It'll, it'll washing machine you and just throw you into the sand. Wow. And you're yeah. like, uh, whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's, it's really exciting. And it's like, Surfing's a lot like life, Patrick. Ooh. Uh, I, yes, I, I, yes. I was trying. So was he was like, he was trying not to. I was so trying bad. so hard not to. <laughs> but it's like you have to work with what you're given. Hmm. You know, it's like you're not the strongest paddler. Okay, that's a thing. You have this board that you don't like or you, that you really do like. That's a thing. Right. Um, the waves are a certain size and a certain uh, speed and certain direction. And it's like, all these things have to work together. Yeah. And this might be the gummy talking, but like imagine a wave originating thousands of miles away. Yeah. And coming into the coast and I'm there and this one wave, it's the only wave that's ever going to happen. This is the wave's life. Yeah. And I have to be in the right position at the right time. I have to be confident enough to say i'm going for this wave and if there's any hesitation it doesn't work mm. and so i have to show up and meet the wave exactly where it's at and all other things considered just go for it and then kind of like that magic can happen sure doesn't always happen it doesn't happen a lot with me but when it does it's just 
one of my buddies was uh we were out surfing one day and I got like a really great wave like first off when they were still paddling out because mm-hmm. I was just, you know, a golden retriever excited. <laughs> and and I was coming down the wave and I just had like the biggest smile on my face. Yeah. As I was oh just cruising. It just was so good. And he was like, dude, I haven't seen you smile that big in like years. And I was like, Yeah. 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 There there definitely is different levels of smiling. Oh yeah. And and I've definitely have been in those moments where you are you experience something that is so much pure joy. There's people that that bring that out where it's like you're with them and it's like you're laughing differently, you smile differently. Mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. that the other people that you with like don't get a genuine smile or laugh from you. It's just certain experiences and people bring out a certain it's that kind connection. Of, some kind of yeah, it's that connection. And that, that deep connection. And even going back to like acting stuff, that's like kind of what being in that flow state is like. Right, like right. you, you forget about yourself. Yeah. You forget about, honestly, you forget about everyone except for the other person and you're living and dying by the words that are coming out of their mouth. That's yeah. And that something about like walking that line, um, it just feels so, so great when you just get it. And it's like, a lot of times after it happens, the actors like, oh, we look at each other. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, we did. Oh, that was, <laughs> hey, did you feel that? Yeah, I felt that. That was yeah. good. Um, oh, but it, good. it's it's so funny, too, because it's so technical. Like, the things that we, half the time, we're not even looking at the other actor. Right. We're looking at, like, a dot on the camera or, like, somewhere else, and they're reading their lines off camera. And you have to make sure you're, like, in the lighting the right way and the sound. And sometimes they're like, hey, can you, like, stand this way because it'd be really good and so you you really have to kind of be flexible um and sometimes you know you're you're just thinking about doing all the things the right way right. but the best actors obviously don't do that hmm. so tell me go back to you said you were in college and you were like i'm in this bio class because that was your major yep so what was was there a moment for you when you were in college, in that bio class, you was like, okay, it's time to this, act. This, it, it, I am a thespian. Yeah, and on top of that, like, you know, you, you kind of, you know, and people who know you a little bit probably know this of your story background. Like, you did play football. Like, you did those things you just talked about, dreaming of the West Coast all alone, you yeah. know. So was, A, was acting always kind of like, in the background, like kind of like chirping at you, or was there an experience or a moment that it was like, oh wait, I think that I want to like take this leap, yeah, and change the whole like trajectory of my life. Yeah, you're asking really good questions. I don't know if it's the gummy again, but I'm like, man, Patrick, these questions. I have answers to all these questions. That's They're good. so good. That's good. Um, but yes, so a little bit about me. <laughs> uh no i mean i love sports you know and i love competing sure. uh, some, sometimes uh, like a little bit yeah not a lot but so i was in a play in eighth grade they said i could be a tree because some of the people on the football team in seventh grade did the play the middle school play and they're on the football team and, and they got to be like inanimate objects, like just be like a tree or a rock. And it was like a funny thing. And they just got to be there and hang out. 
And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be a tree. Right. And so I show up and I like tell the music teacher and drama teacher and at the auditions, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm here for the, I'm here for the tree. <laughs> no, that's, that's not how I said it, but I'm here, I'm here to be a tree. I, a tree. That is, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I am now tree. Please only refer to me as, as maple. Maple. <laughs> Ma what kind of tree, Mag would, what kind of tree would you be if you were a tree? Magnolia. I love that answer. Yeah. I love Magnolia. I was talking about Magnolia trees today. Yeah. Still Magnolia, baby. Yeah. Love that. Oh, well. Oh, okay. okay all right. Well. All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have anything to add yeah, to, no, to Steel sure. Magnolia. <laughs> um, but, but don't worry. This, there, there'll be an adaptation of it soon. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. You got me Fingers doing cross. You got me doing my little <laughs> laugh now. We're done for. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I go in to, to be a tree and they're like, hey, uh, will you like read these lines and stuff? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, why, why do I need to do this? Because I'm, I'm going to be a tree. I'm here for tree. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for the tree role. And uh, they're like, just do it. And I was like, all right. And so I did it. And then they were like, okay, you're Oberon, king of the fairies. And I was like, <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I was here to be tree or rock. I was open. Tree, tree or rock. I would have done rock. I didn't feel strongly about it. It was my second choice, but I would have done it for rock. you. But yeah, so all of a sudden I'm over on King of the Fairies. And, you know, at this, this time, um, at this point in time, like, you know, toxic masculinity is a thing. And, yeah. and I think... I was kind of like, oh, well, that's like a sissy thing to do. And like, I shouldn't be in like this or I shouldn't. Right. I'm a football player, whatever. Right. Um, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. And I mean, I didn't have any idea what I was doing, but it just, it just felt good. It felt really, really good. And so that happened in eighth grade. But then I was like, ah, I like football. And so I did that route. But I always like, even growing up, just remember seeing movies, like how deeply they affected me. Right. Um, like I just, I thought they were real. Like they'd bother me or I'd be thinking about them for like days. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. like, I was just like in them and always amazed by the things that I felt as an audience member. And that was kind of part of the draw. And so, um, so yeah, I kind of pushed that away for a while and then graduated uh turns out i wasn't as good at football as i thought i was and <laughs> didn't get any scholarships whoops whoopsie happens it happens it happens happens i mean happens. we could turn this into a high school football podcast right now if you want I'd to rather not okay 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 i'll move on um <laughs> yeah so so that happened and then you know trying to figure out my life and yeah. like what what i want to do next and how i want to contribute just, I don't know. Just, I didn't really know. Like I said, all I wanted to do was just like have fun and go to California. But now what now, now was there, was there a reason that California was on your mind? Like it was, did you, as a, did your family go out and make a visit? Did you make a, did you just like love it because of what you saw on TV? Movies? Yeah, I guess, I, I guess it was like, what I, was the, yeah, I guess it was all like, you know, it was all in my, my mind. I never right. visited I didn't, I've never, Interesting, yeah. the first time I went to California was with, uh, Patrick McAnally. Wow. Shout out Patrick McAnally. Shout out Pat Mac, Pat Mac and, uh, Daniel Wakefield, if you're out there. Yeah. And Kirk. 
I'm, I'm sure they're all listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, that'd be cool if they were. Yeah. Hey, guys. Are you in there? <laughs> Sorry, Gummy. They're, they're, Sorry, Gummy. <laughs> um, here we are. Uh, but yeah, so there wasn't anything. No, no. I just. I liked the idea of surfing and seeing right. surf movies in the beach. Like I liked the beach. I liked everything. Just the whole aesthetic, the vibe or whatever just seemed so attractive to me. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like grew up like thinking about it and, and everything like that. And then it's like, Oh, I need to actually wait. I have to apply to colleges. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And I was a little busy playing soccer and just doing whatever. And I, I, I only applied to Lipscomb. Wow. Because my mom was like, we haven't visited anywhere. You just apply here. Like you have to apply somewhere. Right. And I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. And so a lot of what I did up until that move to LA, I did was motivated by um, doing what I thought I should do. And like, this is the way to be a good Christian. This yeah. is a way to be a good son. This yeah. is a way to receive validation and attention. Um, and so that motivated so, so much. Um, there, you know, there were moments where, you know, I do my own weird thing, but, um, but yeah. And so applied to Lipscomb and I was like, well, I'm good at science. I like helping people. Yep. My dad's a doctor. His dad yep. was a doctor. Maybe I should be a doctor. Yeah. And I started working with him. Um, just kind of shadowing him that summer before seeing his patients and, um, you know, being in on surgeries and stuff and kind of just like seeing what it's all about. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, but I had a number of his different like patients and stuff come in and they'd be like, Oh, are you a model? And I was like, well, if I was a model, I probably wouldn't (laughs) be here and scrubs i wouldn't be here like like, scrubbing your feet like like, we're we're here (laughs) what 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 do you mean but um, rebecca read the room right now i'm not i'm in scrubs (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. oh my goodness i'm glad my dad wasn't like an ob or something (laughs) that would sorry my yeah yeah but so you're so you get this comment so i get over and over and over again yeah, yeah and so finally i'm like all right well maybe you should and so I go and I try it and like, I hate it. I hate it so, so much. And it just makes me feel bad and I don't like it and I'm insecure and all these things. Um, And so I quit, I guess, after a year. And then kind of like, I don't know, I just got curious again a couple of years later. And then I discovered like country music videos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um you know how they have like the girl and the guy that like yep. fall in love or yep. whatever. And, yep. um, and yeah. And so I started auditioning for those and like, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. And I, I remember the specific, uh, video where something did change for me was it was for lady antebellum. I run to you. Oh, lady yeah. a, lady forgive a, forgive me. Forgive yeah. Me. Sorry everybody. Lady a. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it was like, it was the second video they made for it. I don't know if it was like for a Europe release or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. But it was like one of the first times where I was a lead lead in the video. 
And I remember just like being on set, showing up, just, you know, hair, makeup, all that stuff, talking with the director, talking with the camera people. And specifically the moment when they say action and the director's asking you of something and you can feel the camera, like you just, you just feel it. Yeah. And you know, that's like a relationship with the camera and feeling that. And then that was like kind of my first taste. And I was like, Oh, Oh wow. Oh, I like, I like (laughs) this. And, uh, yeah. And so I'd say it was always kind of in the back of my mind, but as I was going through, you know, the pre-med program, uh, my interest in that started waning as my interest in acting, mm-hmm. well, to keep the analogy going, waxing. Right. Oh, yeah. There we yeah, go. Connecting. The, yeah. Connecting well, it all. Uh, yeah. growing, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, so, you, so you finally make the leap. So, so, so I guess you, would you say, when did the lady, when did the lady A video happen? Was that, were you in college, I guess? Yeah, I was in college. I think that was my junior year. And it was specifically my, um, where it kind of came to, came to a head a little bit was it was Christmas break of junior year. I had just finished a semester, first semester of anatomy, um, which that's like all the, just naming the actual muscles section and actual, it's crazy. You like learn everything and you know, it was fun. It was really interesting. And, and I was, you know, good at it into it. Um, and my, and I was about to start studying for the MCAT with, with everybody else, which yeah. is, you know, the big test big to get test. into med school. That's right. And um, we went, the bodies exhibit was in town. The, are you familiar with the bodies exhibit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I remember this. This was like a big thing in like, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still. It still kind of does. Yeah. Okay. It's still circulating, yes. but it's basically, this is, I'm not going to be able to describe this in a non-gross way, but it's just like the raw skeletal muscle systems like without the skin. Yeah. And so you can see everything. Yeah. And so my nerdy science family, uh, (laughs) over Christmas break, took a trip out to Hickory hollow mall, (laughs) which that was fun. No no one is saying that sentence now in Nashville. No, no. (laughs) Hickory hollow mall. I'm going out to Hickory hollow mall. No one's saying that now in 2022. (laughs) No, not even a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so we get out there and we go in and I mean, it's truly amazing what they've done. They've isolated all the different systems. And so they have things that are all separate and all together. And they even like a horse, like, Oh yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Cause I saw this exhibit in like Miami. Like I was in Miami when when it was there and I was like, Oh my goodness, I want to go see that. Yeah. Yeah, It travels around. Um, but, but yeah, so I was in there for a little bit and I was like, okay, cool. This is cool. All right. And then like, I just started getting like sick at my stomach and, and it wasn't like from disgust or like, sure. oh, this is ewy. It was more along the lines of, it was anxiety. Ah. And I literally had an anxiety attack in the body's exhibit and told my family, I was like, Hey, like I'm going outside y'all. I'll wait. And so I was like, just waiting outside, like by myself for like 30 minutes while they were finishing up in there. And my, I was just like, I, I don't want to go to med school. Yeah. 
And I think it was honestly a couple days later that I told my parents that I wanted to act. And they were like, what? Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, come one, one more time. Um, but yeah. And, and that was, you know, that's, a, we won't get into all that, sure. but you know, yeah. they were supportive and they're excited and, yeah. and all this stuff. But, um, it was kind of one of those things like, yeah, like I'll go out there and try it for three years. And if nothing happens, I'll come back and go to med school. And now, and now you're, you're doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And I personally, I am, I would be a shell of a human if I was a doctor right now. Like, I just, I just know that about myself and I'm just so grateful that like, this is what ended up happening. Yeah. And I mean, and part of it is like, I, I feel like hearing that story, it's a combination of like you, you giving language to what you were feeling. Cause you could have easily as like a, you know, future senior studying it for the MCAP, just like, you know what, dude, chill out, like push through. You got to, this is the path. This is the yeah. way you got to go. But you said, no, I want to speak to what, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And for your parents, and, and especially in that moment, to not like try to overly convince you to do otherwise. Yeah, they did a great job. Because they could have been, been like, no, like you're going to yeah. do this MCAP and this is the path and this is where you're going. Yeah. And so, so they, yeah. They, they trusted me in, in the sense I was like, at first it started, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take the MCAT next year. And so uh, I can have yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. so That's I can, right. ha so I can have a gap here. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it was like, no, this is what I want to do. So, um, what was I? Yeah. No, that's good. So, I, so I guess like, so now that you've been doing, you know, so not only do you act, not only do you serve, you also do a cat dad, a cat dad. So I want to hear about Cat Dad. The, the, the look on Patrick's face right now. Well, no. So here's it's what's great. great about. So if you if you follow <laughs> if you if you're if you follow Matt on Instagram, like you will see photos of Monroe. Monroe. Yes. The cat's name. Which I guess like I should have. I guess should I have used your? I mean, I used your other name. I used your Christian name. I mean, we're gonna have to start start <laughs> over. Have <laughs> to start the whole thing. Wyatt, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, Wyatt's my name too. My name's Matthew yes, Wyatt. That's true. So I mean, but like, if someone want to find you, they're going to yeah. have to look yeah, up yeah, yeah. Wyatt Nash, not look up, you know. Honestly, it all kind of comes up. Like, oh, really? I couldn't fool the internet. That's amazing. I did. And scary. And scary. <laughs> but this is something I have over the internet. It has my birthday wrong. Ooh. And I'm not going to tell oh, you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to oh, tell you what my, what my real that's birthday good. is. Oh, that's good. But just the fact that, like, you know, I'll get happy birthday messages on October 2nd every year. It's pretty exciting. That's so good. So I feel like you're pull, winning. Pull the fast one. Pull a fast one on those internet goons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? For sure. Oh, no. Internet. It's a, it's, yeah, sorry, internet. I didn't yeah. mean to call you a goon. Yeah, uh, but so you're you're not only your cat dad, but also you're into photography. Yes, which is amazing, and I think there's a whole and and not only like are you into photography, like personally, I would say you're good at photography. Oh, thank you. And so and especially like for doing the kind of photography, which is mostly film photography. Mm -hmm. You know, which that's an interesting conversation to have because, and I think I want to go down here for a little bit is you and and obviously you weren't like the first one probably but you were definitely on the front end of what is now this film photography movement yeah i mean i think you know to a degree it was 
it's always been there. No, but I, I totally agree with you. It's grown in popularity. It really has. And like, yeah. it became like, you know, like a hipster thing and, and all this, this and that. But, um, you know, for, for me, it actually started in Big Sur that wow. first time. Yeah. Um, and I had like a digital camera and it's like, I loved shooting and, you know, I was fortunate enough to like travel around in college and go to Europe and China and, and all this stuff. And I love taking pictures. But I forgot my camera. And so I was like, ah, shoot, I really wanted to do that. Right. And then I was, we were in the grocery store and I saw like a pack of disposable cameras. And I was like, well, this will be fun. Wow. And so I just bought those. And obviously, you know, uh, disposable cameras, it's just point and, point and click. Yeah. Wind and click. That's even like a hashtag that actually I started. Everyone on Instagram, wind and click. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, so it's kind of fun if you like go back to like the very- That's what I'm saying. Like the you very were, first posts. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. So- I'm, I, You know, it's, you were on the front end of that whole, it's like a thing now. It is. It's a thing. It is a thing. And it's, it's really fun just because people, you know, think about disposable cameras at weddings or- at parties and just kind of like they're known for having that flash yeah. photography and like stuff's most of the photos like come back pretty bad. Yeah. But the way that I wanted to use it was to shoot landscapes and you know, I wasn't expecting anything, but I got those first three rolls back from big Sur, And I was like, Oh, this is unbelievable. Right. It, it, it blew my mind how that, how good they came out. Yeah. Um, and so whenever I started traveling, then thereafter, I started bringing disposable cameras and then it was maybe th two, two years after that, um, that my roommate at the time, uh, shout out Nick Ocean, ah, uh, nice. he was like, why do you always spend money on disposable cameras? It's so much better to just do it this other way. And I was like what other way <laughs> and you're like speak more tell me more <laughs> and so and yeah that and that what's what got me in um to to you know manual film photography like uh where you're you know adjusting the shutter speed the aperture yeah. and you have all that and it's just all analog and um yeah man that that really really got me stoked yeah and, and part of me is like you know and i've had um uh, some other photographers on the show before and what I've always what I've often said is that a photographer can teach you how to use your camera mm -hmm. digital or analog or, or whatever it can teach you how to properly use the equipment yes but that still will not make you a good photographer because there's something about the photographer's eye a photographer sees something that none of us else sees. They see the frame, they see the photo, and they know this is the photo I need to take right here. Mm -hmm. They see the light hitting it just right. They see the person and the angle that they're, they're sitting at or moving their face at. And like, that's what makes the picture gorgeous. Yeah. It's like, sure, I can can anybody, I can hand any human a camera yeah. and say, here's how you do the things. But it's still, I can't, it's, some of that can't be taught. Like, it's like you can... You can start, you can be able to like look for it and know how to look for it, but yeah. it's still like this, this intuition. And I don't know if like, if, 
you know, sometimes I say that people are like, oh, I don't know about all that, but I, I just believe that to be true. That, I mean, that is true in my experience. Like it's something honestly that, that wells up from your soul. And it's like, for me, it's, it's a longing. It's like, if I don't take this photo, I'm going right. to be thinking about it for a week right. and a half wishing that I had. And so, you know, I can't tell you how many times, uh, I've been with my friends or, or we've been driving somewhere and I like see something. I'm like, Whoa, 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 pull, pull over, pull over. You gotta pull over. <laughs> and and right. they're like, seriously, really? And I used to like always be embarrassed about it. Um, for a while. And I was like, Oh, I'm so, it's so annoying. And I was like, why am I so psycho about this? But, and you know, I'm like, I've got had good people in my life that were patient and would pull over the car and let me do, <laughs> let me do my thing and run around. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something almost that kind of comes from within. And then again, it, it goes into so much of it's about emotion and emotional relationship yeah. with especially, spe specifically in uh, like portrait photography yeah. and your relationship with uh, the person that right. you're shooting well really any object, any object because it's yeah, like that's true you're shooting it how it makes you feel yeah. like i could sit here and we could change all the lighting and do whatever and you could have the exact same expression but we could tell very different stories yeah and it all depends on how i see you and how i want to see you huh. um but well, and and on part on part of that too is like and what i love what you were talking about with stopping the car and this is something that also amazes me when i'm driving in the car whether i'm driving or riding mm -hmm. driving's different because you're a little bit you're doing this a little bit more but the fact that like none of you are seeing what i'm seeing because you're all attached to your phones mm -hmm. or because you're distracted like some people are just not that attentive to like what all i'm always looking around yeah i'm always looking at the space i'm in the when i'm driving like i'm trying to see what like what is there to see like you're missing out on so much and again like there's it's such a cliche thing but in some ways like a cliche doesn't mean that it's not true is that we need to look up and look around way oh, yeah. more often because we're too busy looking down at all the different distractions and not you're missing out on all the beauty that's happening in life i that's almost been like a mantra my whole life um that uh sentiment almost i was to take it back to Lipscomb, um, because I thought I was, you know, I was going to be a doctor. I had to make good grades and right. I had to get into the honors program. Oh, yeah. And I actually wrote my entry paper to, um, to apply or whatever was about how technology was hurting our ability to communicate and just what you were just talking about and like that connection yeah. and how just everything is getting becoming different now. And, and this is like T nine days. Oh yeah. I think, I don't think, I don't think I even had like, I think my next phone was like a Blackberry. Oh, that's amazing. Maybe. So that was pretty early too. And so I've yeah. always kind of like been aware of technologies like effect um, and how it impacts interaction and emotion and feeling. Yeah. Well, shout out to T nine is for, yeah, which is amazing point. But it reminded me like how you could text in your pocket. I could T9 in my pocket. Oh, yeah. Like text a whole oh, yeah. message without even yeah. taking my phone out. Yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous. I mean, it's like, like the muscle memory is there. Oh, well, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's gone. I just yeah. tried to do it in my head. Didn't yeah. work. Huh.
So, okay. So you're doing all these things creatively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being a cat dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess um, part of me is like, I, I want to ask this uh, a general question about like being in the industry that you're in. Give the people what they want. Patrick. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll, I mean, well, the question I, I'm always curious about. <laughs> Is that everyone has kind of a, an, I, an ideal or at least like a, an imagination of what it's like to be fill in the blank. Hmm. Oh, I bet this is what it's like to be an accountant. Mm. Oh, I bet it's like what it be a doctor. Okay. I bet it's what it be a teacher. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and of course, we even more so have like this imagination of like, Oh, I, I can, I bet this is what it's like to be an actor Yeah, in Hollywood, in California. Like, oh my goodness. I bet this is what it's like to walk down a red carpet. I bet this is four Oh five to to take 10 to the one. one, I bet. (laughs) So a part of me is like, I want you to in whatever way you want to like pull that curtain back or reveal at least for you what it has been like to exist in this in this industry yeah that's that's what i that's the question that i have. yeah um i don't think i'm going to answer that question exactly but we'll that's see fine. if we get there we'll, i'm gonna, yeah, we'll I'm gonna try that's fine i'm gonna try really hard <laughs> um but when i first started acting i had very much had like an athlete's approach to it and like a science-minded approach to it one plus one equals two if i do this amount of work it'll yield this result right and that is just so not the way that it works even a little bit it's you're up you're down you're back you're forward like it's not linear at all and even looking at other people's journeys um it's entirely different from your own right and like everyone has a different way in Mm. and people kind of ask like hey i i want to get my start i want to do this what do you think i should do and i'm like Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I'm, I, I don't even know how I'm doing it. If, if, if being, you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, yeah, but, and so that kind of, as I grew as an artist, um, which I, I think of myself as an artist now, I think I thought that was all hoity-toity for a while. Right. Um, but as you start incorporating it into every aspect of your life, and it, it, it might sound so ridiculous, but you're like, I'm going to go on an adventure to the post office today. <laughs> That's what I have to do. Right. And, <laughs> and like, you know, you go in a, in a present kind of grounded way, observing like what's around you and engaging with different people. And um, something that I love, to, I love to make people laugh. I love to make people feel good and to smile. and um, and all that stuff and, uh, (laughs) and all that other bullshit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so like you go to the post office and you have that interaction and you try to make that person's day. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, like that'd be all I'd do in a day. And then I come back to my apartment and after like, you know, an hour and I'd be like, Oh, that felt good. And it's like, that's cultivating art inside you in some way. It's all, it's all in my mind it's all so abstract that like even like folding laundry can uh well, well and say, i guess who, yeah. who, what was it like saint 
Francis of oh, Assisi. Come is, on, yeah. Was he the one that was like praying without ceasing yeah. and oh, washing yeah. dishes and yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Was he's that the guy? That. I think he's into that. Yeah. What? Someone can correct us if it's not, but yeah. let's just say it's Saint Francis. That is. It, it, that does feel like a. He was like a. Span, he was in Span Spain. I don't know. That does sound San Friscan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, his whole whole deal was just like, you know, praying without ceasing and always being connected and everything that you do, whether you're cleaning up, whether you're <laughs> using the yeah, facilities, whatever, yeah, whatever, like sweeping every, the floor, sweeping or, the floor, everything's you know, making like, the coffee, making yeah. the coffee. Everything is worship. Everything is connection. Everything is prayer. And whenever I find myself living that way um, as an artist and as a spiritual person and being, you know, it's, uh, I find myself at my best. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, well, you know, St. Francis is like, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. That's one of his, um, I don't know. We're going to say it is. How old was St. Francis? How old was he? Where was it? Was it say he was from Spain? Um, I mean, I can look that up and see if he was from Spain. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I but you know the guy I'm talking about. I, oh, I know the guy you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's great. And, I, and so that would be because, oh, I, that's what I was going to say is that part of me feels like being an anthropologist mm. and an actor, like, is a pretty good, like, relationship, pretty good marriage. Cause it's like studying this kind of like human, cause it's what you're doing. Like you're, you're like, what is it like to make the, the male, the mailman laugh? Yeah. What is it like to, you know, I go to the convenience store. What is that like to watch this couple interact in line as they buy a Sprite and a candy bar? It's like, yeah. it's like you're, you're taking all that data in. Cause one day you don't know when, but you may get a part that says, okay, you're a couple in a bodega and you're having it. It's like, oh, I know exactly what to draw yeah. from. Yeah. yeah, you really can do that. And that's, and that's honestly a more even technical component oh, of, yeah. of, of acting. And it's like people talk about having stuff in your toolbox, having experiences in your, in your toolbox and um, experiences and, and, and emotions and being able to like connect and be, it's like, okay, so this is what that was like. And it can help. The best way I've learned for me to act is, you know, for the longest time I wanted to be, well, I wanted to be Brad Pitt, obviously, because he's Brad Pitt. And then. And he was doing something awesome today too. He was like helping like deliver bread to people. And I was just like, and you looking old and amazing. I'm like, yeah, how are you doing this? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but. But, you know, and then, and then I was like, when I was really getting into acting, I was like, oh, I want to be like Tom Hardy. I want to oh, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to be like Daniel Day-Lewis. I want to be like Meryl Streep. I want to be like all yeah. these people that just can transform. And I tried that. And unfortunately, what I didn't have that they did was years and years and years and years <laughs> of training. And so. Yeah, it goes back to the training. It right. goes, it goes, back, back, it to goes training. back to the training. Yeah. And that's where it's like, it starts as a skill. It starts with with the training and the knowledge and then it can become something else right um and it's like i feel like you know i don't even know from things that i've actually done that have been like perform like recorded like i guess on movies or tv shows or whatever i wouldn't 
I'd hesitate to say any of my work in that art, call that art. Um, you think? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's my most critical self probably. Sure. But the, the times that I talk about, about being in the zone, yeah, it does, it, you know, it happens in scenes here right. and there, um, but was an acting class mm. and, and just being up on a stage and running through just getting lost in 15 pages of dialogue wow. and with one other person. And it just, wow, it just feels great. Wow. So, so and I, I, the part of me, I have, I have like, a, it's like almost a two-parter question in some ways, which is, you know, you have at this point, like in your career, been in a lot of different parts, a lot of different kind of characters. And even at this point, like some very like different characters, right? Like it's tr like, it's truly different. Yeah. And I'm curious, I'm sure that like, as I have, you know, talked to you and, and talked to other folks who kind of in this, in this field, there's always like this care you have for every character you've played. Cause it's like, I, I, I kind of like put that person you know, yeah. from the page and within me yep, yep, and yep. I live them out. So sure. Yes. There's always a, uh, I'm on it. Yeah. 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 So that, there's always been an element of that. Yeah. And so, I mean, so I guess to that end, um, is there a, a, a character that you've played? You're like, man, that was, I would have, if they would have told me I had to like do this person again for a longer time or, mm. or if we had to do another of a round of this, I, this I would have I really enjoyed kind of walking in this character's like skin. Like I Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean and I mean and that may be tough to do because you like I said, I feel like you probably like all of the parts in some ways. Oh yeah. I mean, I get really defensive about exactly about stuff. And I mean the first character that comes to mind, Kurt Fletcher from Dear White People. Yeah. Um because He was so good. He was so Bad in a good way or good in a bad way. Yes. Uh, whatever yes. it is. And that's what I mean. Like he was so good at like, like making you feel the emotion he was, that he was trying to make you feel. Yeah. And it's, he was so fun. He was, he was so fun for me to play. Um, just for a number of reasons. Cause it, for the, it was the most different from who I am as, as a human, as a human, right. Um, of any of the characters that I think I've played at that point. I know as you say, you're like, let me, as let I'm me, thinking, because <laughs> I, I was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, at that point, at I that think, point, I think maybe. But, um, no, but it's like, you know, he had to say some really ridiculous, racist, difficult things and come from like a plate. And on some levels, I very much was that character, you know, like coming from, a place of privilege of, uh, you know, obviously being like male and white and good looking and athletic and, yeah. and having like parents that support me and, and, you know, being well off and all that stuff. So it's like, I got all that stuff, that stuff, but it was just like the, the way that he used his wit for, you know, validation, what he wanted yeah. to, to, that's where he found value in, yeah. in himself um, is in his humor. And one of the things that I love so much about that, and cause I still have to bring myself to that character. Oh yeah. And 
and that was that was just really really fun for me and how um i mean i'll talk about dear white people for a second i'm yeah. like so grateful for that show that show changed my life in so many ways um and mostly in just like learning more about what it's like to be black in america mm -hmm. and what listening to these different experiences were and like you know judge me for for whatever <laughs> sure you, yeah. you want but it but it was like you know growing up we had two three black kids in my high school yeah that's probably right and the the numbers like probably lower at or the about the same at um the university and so you know i just hadn't spent a ton of time and didn't have like a ton of black friends and stuff mm -hmm. um and all of a sudden it's like i'm surrounded by it and hearing their stories and what how they view things and how they feel things and and just what their experience has been and it just it was like a light bulb went off yeah and i was like oh my goodness yeah. and so I mean, that show for sure made me a better person and made me think about things in ways that I never had before. Yeah. And that's what I hope, you know, the show does for people who watch it. Yeah. And I think that's, and it's also just fun to, you know, be able to say, hey, watch me in Dear, uh, dear White People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. Like It's just a fun, it's just like a funny thing. Cause I'm sure that everyone that you told that to in the moment, like, had a look like, what? wait, what'd you just say? Oh, yeah. There's, like, what was that? it's it's really, <laughs> are we about to talk about racism in the South, Patrick? I mean, I, I look, we, we are we about to talk about this right I just feel right like now? we should only dip our toes. <laughs> Let's just dip our toes in real Let's quick. Let's dip our toes. We're just dipping the toes. <laughs> so, from my experience, like, no, actually not from my experience. True, just, like, fact like systemic racism is a thing that yeah. happens and there are institutions that have put laws and rules in place that benefit white people and suppress people of color yeah. and one of the ways that that's but you know i mean there's people here you know give the give anyone any color whatever uh the shirt off their back you oh, know yeah. and so they're Absolutely. like oh no i'm not racist i'm not yeah. no, 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 no. but it's just in the water yeah you know and it's like so when i would say hey you should watch my my thing on um dear white people or whatever that's not how i tell people to watch things at all i don't tell i don't tell people that i have stuff coming out <laughs> yeah, it, but, <laughs> oh i just yeah, hit the yeah, that's, that's, yeah. i was I like how do surprised I, they're just like wait a minute i think did i just see you in the you no know, it's oh, so yeah. fun it's so fun i love it i don't tell anybody anything um, but it's so funny, but anyway, but talking about it and be like, you'd say, dear white people, and you'd see an immediate defense come up. Like what? And it's like, wait, what? How you, say? <laughs> you mean, can you, you can't say that. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, what do they want to say to me? Yeah. And, uh, and you should watch the show. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the funny thing is about that. And so, but that came up like time and time again. Oh, I know it did. And still does oh i'm sure still and, does and it still will still will yeah. still in the water it's still i mean yeah it's 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 a thing that i mean it's um i i the, this is a this is a larger statement for for many of us is that we feel like with certain things that we're going to reach a destination yeah there is no reaching a destination it is only the journey ahead Whew. 
So like, we're, we're not going to, well, we're done with fill in the blank. We figured it out. Picked what, pick whatever it is. Like there is, you are not, you have not arrived. You will have to continue to journey and be present to the journey that you're on. Cause that is all that is, that is, that is what is happening. Yep. And that's what's going to keep happening. Yep, yep, and yep. so, yes, we'll have things gotten better. Of course. But are there done? I mean, sure. There are things that are better. <laughs> there are always going to be things that are better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's like, true. but better doesn't mean you're done. Yeah. Better exactly. just means it is better. And we have to keep getting better and we have to keep getting better. And that's and keep going. especially true about myself. Even, yeah. even as like, I continue to unpack race and my own feelings and my own emotions and yeah. different things will pop up sometimes and different thoughts. And I'm like, what, what yeah. is that about? Yeah. And it's like, let's look at that. Yeah. And it's, you know, constantly integrating what you're learning. And, you know, through that, the scope of how you view the world gets a little bigger. And so you're seeing more stuff that you, yeah. what is it? it? It's like, the more you learn something new and your circle of what you know expands. But what expands exponentially is what you know you don't know. Mm. And so you're even more aware, like, man, I tell you, I was, I was pretty smart <laughs> in high school and college. The smartest one. Oh, man, I was smart. I knew how, I knew how life oh, worked. That's good. I was... I was a pretty cool cat. That's good. And then, <laughs> uh-oh, uh, I started learning some yeah. more and traveling some more yeah. and getting some new experiences. And um, now, at 33 years old, I'm sitting here and it's like, well, what do you know? What do you know over there? And I'd say, um, I'm having a conversation with Patrick. That's right. I think... It's not in the metaverse. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it, is. it is. I don't know. We so. could be in the metaverse right now, which would be so wild. Yeah. Um, to that end, I have two last things I want to talk about. Oh, my I gosh. Get to the speed round. It's over? It's going to be over. Yeah. And the first thing I want to talk about is that I feel like uh, at least I would have uh, one person that would be upset at me if I didn't get you to rift at least a little bit. On your time on Survivor. <laughs> I feel like oh. that's, yeah. I feel like that <laughs> there's going to be somebody who's like, maybe they will mention something. So to those people, here's your little nugget about like, because it, I mean, here's what's funny is that the show, I don't think will ever stop being one of the biggest reality shows sure. on planet Earth. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean. It was just, the original. It's the original. So, I mean, it's going to keep going and there's, you know, crazy, you know, I'm sure you've met all the interesting unique people who are diehard survivor fans over the years <laughs> oh yeah i i have and this is the craziest thing about it and it's like you know i i have like a body of work as an actor um yeah but i don't have people stop me on the street i don't have right, people right right most of the time i don't have people like reaching out to me or trying to connect with me for my role as, you know, Phil B camera from glow, you know, <laughs> like that's not happening. There's not, there's not Phil diehards out there. No. Just in there the DMs. Man, I, I'll tell you what, I really liked Phil. He was, I was really, I was invested in his story. I was invested I, in like the future of Phil. I thought Phil was going places. And then, and then I found out that, that Phil was, Phil was not, it was, it was, he was not going places. Going places. But I still, I have mad love for Phil. Um, 
What was the question? Wait, what were you wait, talking about? No, well, well, you know, what I was, I was asking about, you were talking about the body of the work and. Oh, the, yes. Uh, Survivor. Um, I have people reach out to me over social media about my time on Survivor every, probably at least every two weeks. Are you serious? Yes. To, that is amazing. To, to this day. And, you know, some of it, um, they're late adopters of the show. And, oh, and there was a lot of like, hey, remember yeah. that pandemic where we couldn't do anything but watch TV? Uh-huh. They'll I be watched like, all of Survivor. Yeah. And you were, I got to your season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or whatever the comment And is. so uh, that being said, like, it's a lot of people like the show. <laughs> a lot so, of people like it. It's so wild. I mean, it's been going on. 25 years that's what i'm saying yeah 20 i remember watching the very first season with my mom and dad maybe my brother and sister i think it was just us um like in their bed watching survivor yeah. and i remember saying i would never do like any of the other reality tv shows except this looks kind of fun and it was and it was and it was <laughs> it actually if i could do it again and have it not be recorded and ever aired i would do it again in a heartbeat oh yeah but that i mean obviously it'd be i was 22 years old it'd be you know i'd be a different person on the show now uh in some capacity you think you would play the game differently or would you play the game it depends okay it, 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 it all depends de on the yeah the, yeah it all it all depends but i'm just saying like who i am as a person oh is you different. totally different now. yeah 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 and so, um, but man, what a beautiful experience. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to talk about it for a long time because well, of course not. again, I wanted to be taken seriously as an actor. Yeah. And so, and I was so insecure about saying I was an actor and trying to do that. I, yeah, there was just a lot of like walls up around it, but yeah. as the years have kind of gone on and honestly in the last year year and a half i've started to be really proud of what i did on on the show yeah and how i showed up as the person that i was at that time you know yeah. i did everything i that person did everything they could to the best of their ability to inspire people about love yeah and mission accomplished and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, and there's the thing. It's like, I mean, you know, I'm sure people will be like, oh, you should have did it out. Oh, totally. You should have, and it's like, I, I, you, and what you said was beautiful is that like, that's who I was and I was being true to him. And yeah. that's, so we played the game the way we wanted to play the game, which I think is right. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. I, I, of course, like I beat myself up and like, oh, I should have done this, that, and the other. And, um, yeah. And like, after the fact and it's like oh there's some stuff that they didn't show right and and it's like i had like a whole plan and all this stuff and da 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 da, da. But, but you know ultimately that you know that wasn't what we were talking um before you clapped and <laughs> i think before the microphones were on um and i was like you know whatever is for you in this life nothing can possibly keep that from happening and then whatever is not for you you can do whatever you could have all the resources all the whatever in the world and if it's not for you it's not going to happen yeah and that's that was what my journey was meant to be on survivor and like honestly i learned 
again, talk about your worldview blowing up. That was yeah. another big life moment of my worldview exploding. And um, I'm so grateful for it. Good. Cat dad. My hair was great. Oh, my hair was fantastic. I, I thought that was, that I was going to just end with like, I really liked my hair at that time. <laughs> and then last thing is cat dad. Cat dad. Monroe. Monroe. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what to say. He's like, he's like the biggest part of my life. Exactly. We spend so, all of our time together and I don't even know what to say about the guy. And it's like, this is how you should end. We should end talking about Monroe. Yeah. I mean, that, this is what the people want to hear. This is really what, this is the main course is Monroe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I guess the, first, the practical question is, how do you convince Monroe to, to wear a leash? Oh, because that is a feat in and of itself. Speaking. Oh, yeah. Speaking of training, basically, when he's a kitten, you just, you know, kind of manhandle the kitten and put the leash on him. And he hated it. <laughs> I'm sure he did. He was like, oh, what yeah. is this? <laughs> he, he would just lay on the floor. And I said, OK, well, this is what it's going to be like. And you just like, you know, slide him across the floor <laughs> on his side. <laughs> and then slowly he just gets more and more used to it. And then you kind of start doing more interesting things and go and explore new places. And he kind of becomes really accustomed to it to the point now where he'll go to the door and he, he has different ways of asking. Huh. So the way that like kind of warms my heart is when he'll go to the door, he'll sit there and he'll look at the door and he'll just look at me and he'll just <laughs> he'll look, look back at the door. At the door. And look at me. And he'll be just like, he's like, bro, sitting there like a proper little prince is like, yeah. I'm not even saying anything. Yeah. And then there's, other oh, no, no, even meowing. No, no, no. He's just like, no, you see where I'm at. Like, yeah. And then there's, that's other, there's other times where, you know, he'll just nonstop meow. And then there's other times if I'm like on the couch watching a movie or something, he'll literally jump on me and like fake me out by like, purring and acting all cuddly and cute and then he'll like swat my face and he's like get up let's go and i know he wants to go for a walk so he's got a lot of personality yeah that's awesome so uh what do you mean like were you always a destined to be a cat person oh yeah okay for sure uh toxoplasmosis it's a it's a thing have you do you know of this no it's uh Sorry, all the biology chemistry doctors. <laughs> uh, we, wanted is, to we wanted to have something for everybody tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not a parasite. Paramecium, I don't know. Some bacteria. But basically, it's something that is in cat feces, which it's not like we're eating scoops of cat poop. But, you know, it's just around and in there. And it gets in your brain. And it literally makes you like cats more. What yeah. did you just say? Yeah. Toxoplasmosis. Uh, I want to say wow. it's like a bacteria. But there's some like biological evolutionary thing that they have to where if you spend a lot of time around a cat, you'll start liking the cat more. Wow. And, you know, I was done for. I had a cat that Frisky. Oh, yeah. Frisky the cat. He, uh, you know. He's my best friend and we slept in the same bed, you know, till I was like 10. Wow. So I didn't have a chance. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was always. You're all, yeah, it was done. Yeah. I didn't even have a choice. Wow. So because like, here's what I've, I've, uh, I've said this a few times. I don't know if I've said this on the show at all. Um, but I, I have said that one of the reasons that we as humans 
I think, love pets of any kind. Mm -hmm. Dogs, cats, even fish and and, and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, iguanas, whatever. Yeah. But especially, I feel like this is especially true for dogs and cats. Now, Mm -hmm. the you know, when I say what I'm going to say, people are like, well, that's more like, you know, a dog or cats or, you know, like kind of the the classic cat, you know, um, language. But here's what I'll say. Tell me. Is that um, what we, what pets do is that they are a non-judgmental presence. Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr talks about this with his dog. That's right. And I believe that to be true. Dude. Yeah. Is that it, that, that being is just present to you. No matter if you're happy, you're sad, you're disappointed. You know, Brene Brown has had this new book out Mm. about all the emotions that one can have. Like the cat, like the dog is just present to it. Yeah. And you can come in steaming mad and the dog or the cat will still come up to you and like sit on your lap (laughs) and not try to like fix you in the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's what we, and we want that in a person, but we can't help. But like, if you were to come into this room right now, I'm like, I want to fix you. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And I would say cats, Aren't always the most. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what we were like. More dynamic and dynamic. Sometimes, sometimes Monroe is like, get it together, man. Oh, what's up? Uh, I'm going in the other room, and he'll be like, he'll be like, somehow in like a closed box by himself in the corner of a dark room. He got in the room. He shut the box. Don't come in looking. Yeah, and so no, it's it's a little bit more. He keeps me on my toes. That's good. um, That's good. Fun fact: cats can hold grudges for up to 16 hours oh oof that is a wow yeah so they yeah but uh yeah the animals just that loving presence is yeah i mean even today like i picked him up and just like gave him a hug and i was thinking oh you're supposed to like get like eight hugs a day or whatever and yeah and i was like i'm getting a cat hug right now oh yeah that's good eight hugs a day some some person somewhere on the internet said it once i guess oof, that's a lot of hugs Yeah. Especially in these COVID times. I know. It's different. People that, you know, touch, touch love language. It's been, a, it's been a hard time for us. Tough time. Tough it's been time. a tough time for us. Okay, let's do some speed round. Or I guess the last round. The last round. Yes. Okay. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Next question. Um, <laughs> this actually was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say how much I care. I would say people that don't know me can see me as um, aloof or into my own thing or or, or whatever, but it's like, I feel everybody's emotions all the time, like empathetically. Um, Some people would call me an empath, Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, but it's just like, I deeply care about whoever you are, no matter what. It's just like, I can buy in real quick. Yeah. And so part of like that is just having to keep a distance, you know, for my, for my own mental and emotional health. But, um, yeah, I really care about people. Oh, so that's why the distance you keep the distance. Yeah. Cause it's like, sometimes you just like, I it's just too much. can't do it. And yeah. then other times I just lose myself in other people. And, and, and then, you know, that's also not yeah. like a superpower. It's, it's not having healthy boundaries. Yeah. And that's been another 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk for another few hours once <laughs> once we stop recording. Uh, if you can name a few of your favorite quotes, um, I've been really on uh, Ram Dass these days. Nice. Uh, and one of the things that he says is just we're all just walking each other home. Yeah. And there's something so comforting in that for me for on so many levels of, you know, we're not meant to fix other people. I'm just meant to, you know, walk beside you. Yeah. Or maybe I'm meant to know, like, you're meant to tell me that, like, I'm not supposed to walk beside you. I'm supposed to be going that way. Yeah. And so everything's, everything's a lesson. It truly, going back to, like, it is a journey. And we're all on it. And, you know, most of us, all of us, we're just doing the best we can. Yeah. And there's another, can I t- I'll go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I know this is a speed round, but how much time do we have? Is it over? No, I mean, we're just, these are the last questions, but you know, it's the Uh, last questions of the. Oh, I feel like I'm like, do I have like five minutes left? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why the, you know, some people like, it's not very fast, Patrick, because all the answers take a while. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's not, okay. So it's like a last, the last round. Okay. okay. The final countdown. It's the final. Sorry. (laughs) It's now a singing podcast. (laughs) Jock jams. Yeah, it's just this is just now going to be a jock jam podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored by Jock Jam. Um, but you're going to say another quote. Yeah, or Ramda. So this isn't like the exact quote, but uh, I'm going to paraphrase the sentiment. He said, uh, "When we're in nature as humans, and we look at the trees, we see all these." different kinds of trees you know they're like some are twisted sideways some are like really leaning into the wind some are really short some they 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 all just like look different and they all have these different characteristics some are more beautiful than others you know subjectively or whatever um and we just accept them for the way that they are like we just see the tree and we're like oh wow yeah look that's the way this thing is and we can understand why it is because maybe it didn't get enough light and it had to grow a certain way or, you know, the wind was really bad. And so it was that on the side of a cliff. And, and so we can see and understand and accept the way trees are. But right. as soon as we start looking at other people and saying, oh, they're this way because they were hurt really uh, bad at this young yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. And so they have this behavior. We don't look at that. We just immediately have a judgment about it. And we don't just accept that it's like, you're on your journey over there mm. and I accept you as you are. Yeah. So that's something else. Beautiful. Oh, uh, albums. Everyone should listen to. Jock jams. There's so many of those. There's so many of those. I know. I think the second one was my favorite. Um, <laughs> Albums. I've been all over. Oh, goodness, it hurts me. Gregory Allen Isakoff. Oh, nice. He did um, it. He did it, folks. I think, I think that's what I've yeah. been listening to lately. Okay. There's another guy, but I don't, or I've also been really into like folk women. Like who? Um, I wish you hadn't asked me that, Patrick. I know. I, know. I did it. The, the high women, the highway women, the... The highway women. High, high women. Uh, no. I, that, that might be the name of the song. Oh, highway women's name of the song. Or maybe it's the... I don't yeah. know. Just, well, I'll, listen, we'll, listen to folk women. 
listen listen to folk women and just listen to women what yeah <laughs> i was like i can't make that joke that's a, not a funny joke speaking of which uh what will always make you laugh oh um my nephew's laughter that's great both of them yeah that's great. and my niece all three of them that's great yeah that's awesome and what are one or two books people should read? There, I'm about to say a book that I've never read and I have no idea what it's about, <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'm excited. Those are the best books. I'm excited <laughs> about this book and I've heard good things about it, even though I don't know what it's about. It's slouching to Bethlehem, slouching okay. towards Bethlehem. Okay. Um, Joan died. Didn't, did she just die? Someone like that person? I mean, with a name that sounds like that. Sure. I don't know. But anyway, well, you know the book title. That's slouching, all. That's all we towards, need to know. Yeah. yeah. Slouching towards Bethlehem. And then I'm a huge Kurt Vonnegut fan. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and SD Dorfling from Lipscomb. Shout out. Oh, if you're out there. Yes. Um, told me about Sirens of Titan. And it's one of my favorite books. That's great. So if you had to leave L.A. Mm -hmm. Forever. Forever. What would be some of your must-go-to places before you leave town? Ooh. 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 I know. I would go, I would go surfing, not in L.A., because um, the surfing in L.A. is actually not that good. But, up for debate, whatever. There's no surfers listening to this right now. <laughs> Let's no, they right. heard that their surfing talked oh, about that's true. earlier this is in the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah, so, it, so it is. It so is fitting. Oh, it is man. fitting that it ends with surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go down and surf at Trestles, okay. which it's like uh, by San Clemente, and it's just some of my most beautiful days have been spent out there. Right. Um, yeah, where else? I'd get chicken wings from the dough room. Folks. Yep. I I only want to tell y'all. Let them know. Let them know. The dough room. Here's the thing. It's so, for those of you that know me well, it's such a Patrick Chappelle place. It literally is next door to a dry cleaners. <laughs> like, of all the places that someone's like, where should I go eat in LA? And I'm like, go to dough room. It's in a neighborhood <laughs> next to a dry cleaners. Oh, and it'll yeah. be the best wings you ever had in your life. Yeah. Wait, don't they have pizza? Sure. Get yeah, the pizza yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, fine, it's fine. delicious, but you got to get the wings. The wings, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I've told, I, t I have, they, they need to start giving me a kickback or something Seriously? for all the people that I tell to go to the dough room. Yes. But do you remember, because we went to, uh, what was that hot chicken place that we went to when he came out that one oh, time? Oh, it was uh, Howlin' Ray's. Howlin' Ray's, and we yeah. waited for two and a half hours? We waited an embarrassing um, amount of time. It was fun. We went, we, we went and it was yeah. too long. Then we, came, we left, and then came back, and we're like, well, I guess we just got to wait. Yeah, it was even longer when we came back. <laughs> it was like... It was like two and a half hours. We were like, absolutely not. Never. And we came back and it was like three hours. We were like, eh, okay. Oh, okay, fine. All right, yeah. That's it. Uh, I got to do some podcasts that day. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, dough room, surfing, anything else? Dough room, surfing, you know, uh, maybe hike in Malibu or something. Nice. Um, just seeing friends. Good. Seeing friends. Last question. What's one of the keys to a good life? Gratitude. Boom.
that's like my key to a good life personally. Whenever I can be grateful for anything, whatever it might be, um, you know, subjectively good or bad, if I can find some way to become grateful for it, it, oh, here we go. I'll plug uh, my main man, uh, Tom Brady, TB12. I don't know if anyone's been out there watching the man in the arena, but which is also a quote that really helped me in my time on Survivor when I was dealing with lots of criticism. Um, Tom Brady's documentary, uh, his wife, Giselle, uh, she's, she's like a, is she like a a model? I think she's done a couple things. I, yeah, I can't. If she, is but, it gazelle? I uh, like with I, a g- yeah g- yeah I think she's I I think she's done some work yeah whatever but anyway she said something that was really cool <laughs> she was like whenever anything happens anything quote unquote bad happens in my life to me it's not like again it's not why did this happen to me it's like <laughs> oh no oh no I lost it it's it, it's like. <sighs> how is this happening for me? Or it's like, what is this happening for me? Mm-hmm. It's not to me, it's for me. Right. And that way you can just look at it and kind of come from a, like a more centered, balanced place and, and understand how it's affecting you, how it's affecting people around you. And then with that information, go forward. And then it's not just like, doesn't get like a, you know, stronghold of bitterness in your heart. Love it. Yeah. Ending on a stronghold bitterness in your heart. Stronghold. Quiet Nash, folks. Can we like keep talking just a little bit longer? This was good. Oh, the ending. The ending was great. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for having me on. My first podcast ever. This was way more fun (laughs) and way less scary than I thought it was going to be. I think I imagined like all the people listening, like in the room watching. It's just us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It is. All right, bro. Well, we'll do it again soon. I hope so. I hope so. All right. See y'all. Peace.